Hey there, everybody. This is the Water Trio, and we're here delivering you a podcast for week beginning April 15, 2019. So we'll give you some of the highlights and the updates, and uh, I'd like to welcome the lovely Kelly and Alicia. So how are you both? Hello. Hey, Cass. I'm doing well. I'm very excited doing about good. this week. Doing good. How are you doing? We're great. I'm great. Um, Yeah, just, you know, plowing through the month and um loving the vibe and of course it changes a little bit this week so we start to cruise into new territory you gonna yes. say something Lishi? feel like i need to do a mercury and aries happy dance okay yes do it <laughs> we can do woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, Mercury and Aries will definitely be a lovely vibe. Um, I know I've kind of had that little astro joke before when the sun went in there, it was like astro rehab. I think this is going to be brain fog rehab after two months of Mercury and Pisces. This is just going to be a wonderful feeling of clarity. I mean, what do you hope to gain from this one, Leash? I mean, Mercury going through your first house, you'll be on fire, literally. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it's Mercury first and then it's Venus second as well. So Oh nice. Yes. Yeah. I feel a little dose of planetary change this week, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like for me, just getting Mercury out of the twelfth house, it's just mm. been digging into all that hidden stuff, all those old patterns, those things I don't really want to look at. So um, and, and just that fog, you know, I feel like I keep describing, describing it to clients. It was literally like trying to walk drunk in a fog and get yourself to the next bar and you just <laughs> couldn't work it out. That's probably good because you probably didn't need the next bar, but you know what I mean? So I just feel but like there'll be a, a lot. a good time, you just want to continue having the good time, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I think the good time is over. Like I'm really yeah. ready for, as you were calling it, that rehab, that that drying out, that crystallizing, that getting things clear and the speed. Mm. You know, Mercury is a quick planet and it likes to be in those faster signs. So coming totally. into Aries, I just feel like, you know, suddenly the synapses will be firing again. We'll be making connections Um just communicating more. I even noticed with Mars moving into Gemini, it was a sudden flurry, you know, things that I couldn't connect to, people I couldn't meet with. Suddenly that was happening. And so with this, when Mercury goes into Aries, uh, it'll that'll be even more on steroids. Mm. So just get ready to get out there. Get ready to go and meet, socialise, be around people. Um, there is the possibility with Mercury in Aries of um, the sharp tongue or just, you know, such direct and honest communication that it can mm. come off as a bit blunt. So, yeah, just just have a kind of a maybe think before you speak, but I don't think that's really going to happen with Mercury and Aries. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely a double dose for Mercury because not only is it going, you know, from Pisces into Aries, which in of itself is really mm. clarifying and, you know, that sort of drying out and go, 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 but, you know, coming out of that, extended retrograde too it's picking up speed as well so you know I guess it's definitely kind of foot in mouth in a way um or as my grandmother would call it you know the acid tongue you know that blunt Mm. communication or being a little bit sort of 
speaking before thinking, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's Mercury in Aries is a bit like, I forget what it's called, but remember that uh, movie with Jim Carrey where he couldn't lie? Yes. Yes, man. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. Just whatever yeah. came into his head, he just blurted it out. So I guess there is that potential too with Aries um, as well. But, yeah, it's okay to blurt things out. It's just who you blurt them to, I guess, could be the little uh, issue there. So Twitter's going to be a fun yeah. time. <laughs> what, are you th- what, what are your thoughts on uh, <laughs> What are your thoughts on the Mercury and Aries, Kel? Yeah, look, I, I am looking forward to it. Um, personally, I have Mercury in Pisces in my own chart, so it's not as though I, I'm a hater for Mercury in Pisces. I've just had long enough of this uh, mm. cycle this time mm. round. So, yeah, Mercury's moving into Aries Wednesday, April 17th. I, I think it's a very clarifying, drying energy. It's like Mercury is going to sort of in communication rehab maybe. Yeah. There is definitely the foot-in-mouth disease component where Mercury in Aries is kind of so quick to get things out. I think it's going to feel potentially a little frantic in the second half of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then into the weekend once Mercury moves into Aries. I mean, it's also good to keep in mind the week is going to kind of have a different feeling because Mercury's in Pisces for a couple of days at the start of the week and then moves into Aries midweek. And it's going to feel a bit like all of the things that were whispers of ideas or just tiny little bits of a possibility for the last two months. It's like, bam, and now you want to make the phone calls, send the email, organize the thing, initiate, you know, there's going to be a lot of scheduling, a lot of administrivia, stuff that's been congested coming down the pipeline is now just all going to be flying about. Uh, So there's a bit of, there's definitely an increase in mental activity we do with the foot in mouth, like the blurting things out. Sometimes I think that's actually a good thing because I always think it, it dep- it's a good thing or a bad thing depending on your intrinsic personality. So mm. if you're someone who tends to hold back, blurting things out, maybe it's not ideal that you blurted it out, but it's better that you got it out than you held it in. And so mm. things may not come out in the perfect scenario, but at least they're going to be said or expressed, which means we, we're getting that sense of, you know, you you know where you stand, you know where someone else is coming from. Yeah, it's sort of like letting off the pressure valve of tension within when you continue to hold things in. It's interesting yeah. you say that, Kel, because then we're going to have um, the sun move into Taurus pretty yes. much at the same time. So, or actually that's later in the month. But, you know, Saturday. that's all of yeah. that's Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Like, it's a few <laughs> days later, but, you know, that's good. Oh, man. <laughs> Hopefully we won't be so vague after all this happens. Oh, man, I'm just orbiting on my own axis right now. So, um, And that's for you you a Mercury ruled chart, you know, and I think for people who have that Mercury rulership strong in their own chart, it it will show up a lot more obviously as well. And this is it, yeah. Like, I mean, apart from being sort of crazy busy, I mean, having Gemini rising and Mercury going through my 10th, every year it's always I find it's a bit of a – you know, annual peak in my business. I get very busy, lots of, lot of just activity. But, yeah, this time it's been quite intense and, um, you know, in a good way. But, yeah, it's, you know, as we're recording, it, you know, the current astro energy is the Mercury conjoined Neptune. And I have to say I am actually feeling that today, whereas up until now I kind of felt a little bit just maybe I was just so deep in work I didn't 
didn't feel anything (laughs) starting to emerge and get a little bit of you know light at the end of the tunnel and things and and switching gears into other projects then yeah but anyway it's a good thing but speaking of mercury in aries and blurting things out i'm just going to say this leisha you need to up your flower game girl I don't have anything behind. I actually, my room is full of plants and flowers, but yeah, because of the way the my room. room's set up, I yeah. don't have a sh- I don't have a shelf oh, to. to but I live amongst of- the country. Like I've got flowers everywhere. I don't need to you pick do. them and bring them and in. And you have beautiful roses on your dress, so yeah. Yes, yes. Kelly's um, got her gerberas. I've got my lilies. I know. Um, I've got. Look, it's up there. There's a beautiful plant up I've there. I've got, got some greenery. Yeah. Yeah. My Taurus planet's coming out there. Like get your garden on. <laughs> yeah. But just before, one thing I want also wanted to point out, only because I noticed how bad it was when the Mercury um, station to go backwards, but just that Mercury on, on Shiat, just, you know. <laughs> it literally was, wasn't it? <laughs> and look, Mercury was slow. I don't think it will be as bad this time, but just before, so it'll be Wednesday morning here, Tuesday night in the US, uh, Northern America. Um just it's a tricky day and so you know you may have things come out of your mouth or things happen um just try not to take things too personally because it's more Mm. the astro energy than what's actually happening so um you know this is mercury actually moving away from its shadow and getting out pretty much as well when it goes into Mm. aries so it really feels like you know aries is the beginning of the chart uh, the astral the zodiac i can't speak either so there is this fresh new hope a new start with a lot of things so i guess just kind of draw a line in the sand um so i think it's happening four o'clock here in brisbane um which three o'clock in sydney just no draw a line in the sand leave the past in the past and be ready to step forward with mercury moving into aries i think it will actually be the same time for the southern states lishi because i believe they want they wind their clocks back um on the weekend whenever the seventh falls so that will make yes. scheduling a lot more easy <laughs> that's good not having to take into yeah. all these extra time zones and so kel yeah. do you find that when mercury moves into aries you know you tidy up stuff around your money because it's second house for you right yeah uh hmm, i'm sure in the- like yeah <laughs> I'm sure it is. I do usually like, you know, Mercury going through the houses just to organize the paperwork or get things sorted around whatever yeah. topic. Um, totally. It just feels like it's been so long in Pisces. Um, it's hard to remember what else Mercury does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's to, to really like spell it out for people. Mercury is leaving Pisces after being there for two months two this months. week. Yeah. Like it's, it's a really big shift in energy. We've all been dealing with since mid February where, you know, Mercury is shifting, changing form, changing focus, changing qualities. And, you know, whether you've liked the last two months or not, you know, that period is coming for, to an end. Now, when Mercury's moving, you know, boot scooting through the sky at his kind of quick pace, Mercury usually goes through a zodiac sign in three weeks. Yeah. So to spend two months, eight weeks in the one zodiac sign, it's much longer than Mercury usually does. Um, so it is, I mean, that's why I think we're really obsessing over it. You know, this is sort of a day we've all been watching are you going to notice a lot of change on the day? Some of you might. You might feel a little bit of a clarity or you might feel this sort of dawning confidence to speak your mind or speak your truth or speak in a more direct way. 
you might feel like you're ready to assert yourself or to initiate something. Um, but it is going to be quite, quite a dramatic week. Cause I think that then sets the tone for the full moon that's coming up at the end mm. of the week as well, which I think, um, Cass, you wanted to speak a little bit too, given that yeah, you do have I, I a Libra moon. I decided to take the full moon reigns, seeing as I have a Libra moon. So <laughs> we've got, uh, the new moon in Libra, um, on the 19th and just, full. uh, I just say new moon. There you go. It's the full moon on the 19th. So um, uh, April 19, we've got about 12 minutes past nine here on the East Coast, Australia. Um, uh, on the West Coast, it would be, what, 12 minutes past four approximately. Um, and in London area, um, midday, 12 minutes past midday approximately. So... And that's kind of hanging right at the end of of Libra, right at the end of the sign. So, uh, and the new moon rule, oh, sorry, the full moon ruler, Venus, is also right at the end of Pisces. So mm. it's definitely kind of got this um, this feel to it. I mean, the Libra new moon, oh, sorry, I keep saying the new moon, the full moon is really kind of highlights the balance, the me versus we and the us versus I and all of those kind of things. And then we've kind of got this point or this crossover where, you know, Venus is in Pisces. She wants to give and then she's going to slip right out and, and move into Aries where it, she's a little bit less um, uh, accommodating. So this full moon can bring up a lot of things depending on where your situation's at. But it might be, you know, if you're feeling like you're coming at, to, at the end of the road, whether it's a romantic relationship, a professional situation, or a particular situation, um, you know, as described by your chart, it might also be that one last push or that one last um, extending the olive branch or going that little bit further before you make that ultimate choice, which sometimes the full moon can uh, describe anyway, that turning point or, or coming to an awareness or a choice around things. So it'll definitely be an interesting um, lunation just from that perspective as well. Yep. What, you, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts about it, girls? I can't even talk. Yeah, I do think there's something really pivotal about the full moon being at 29 Libra. So it's at the very end of the sign. It is the second full moon um, in mm. Libra that we've had consecutively. So, you know, there's that double emphasis on the Libra topics and the Libra part of your chart. You know, four weeks prior, we had a full moon in Libra at zero degrees. And then the ruler of the full moon is Venus, and she's at 29 Pisces at the time of this full moon. So there is a real sense of like having something or being somewhere and then 24 hours later, everything changes. The moon moves into Scorpio, Venus moves into Aries, even the sun's going to change signs. So it's a peak and it might bring a lot of emotional release and that typical full moon emotional drama. But then within 24 hours, it's like your focus has really shifted and the dramas mm. or the issues yeah. that kind of might have burst out under the full moon, they've really simmered down or they're not even what you're focused on anymore. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I find that's you, also Lishi, What do you think? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I find it's also interesting that we've had these two full moons in Libra straddling the new moon in Aries. And my sense of it is that it's we had a chance to kind of let go of some stuff, then to start some things with the new moon in Aries. And any tension that might be brought up with your plans or 
your intentions or where you want to go, that next new moon in Libra, it's really about endings and about closings, like you girls have been saying. So it's really a time to go, okay, shut the door on all that stuff so I can actually really take this energy of that new moon in Aries and run forward with it. So I'd say on that day, just check in with your intentions that you set back on the 5th of April and really see what's standing in your way. What are you shutting down? Um, and, and what potentially people that are in there because there's this uh, full moon in Libra that might actually be standing in the way or where you could be more cooperative or, or joining forces with people. But I feel like it's more an actually letting go. It's a releasing saying, see you later. You're not serving me any anymore so that you can then move forward. Mm. that's beautiful given the position of where venus is heading into yeah yeah it's like a sayonara mate cutting yeah Yeah. cutting off yep because venus in aries likes to do that (laughs) totally totally yeah yeah and it is giving herself back the baton sorry kel i was just gonna say it is an interesting weekend with you know venus and the sun changing signs um mm. like venus is getting a little bit impatient and independent moving into aries but the sun is calming down and moving into taurus so that's a nice segue into the sun moving into taurus that was oh what I was there you go talk about, i think yeah <laughs> um so on April 20th, that's uh, 6.55 p.m. here in Australia on the East Coast. Um, what's the math on that for the for the rest of the world, gals? Um, it'll be, be early morning on the 20th. It's, it's happening um, that same day for us, Canada and the States. So we have our annual visit of the sun into beautiful, grounded, practical, sensual Taurus. And it'll be a time to really... I guess after the, we've been talking about a lot of the the busy energy that will be happening midweek and it's a, I guess it's a a balancing point, a grounding point, a place to really get our, get our feet on the ground, even though our heads may be really busy with all the Mercury in Aries. So just making sure you have a bit of solitude time, a bit of quiet time in nature, um, And just, you know, this is very much about pleasure. Taurus loves pleasure. So those little things that bring you pleasure, those little rituals or acts that you can be doing, the sun in Taurus really loves to do. But, yeah, I'm just getting a sense of just, you know, you walking around busy thinking and and doing things in your mind, but, you know, with your feet in the grass really connecting down to the planet and and being real and and present. So I guess, you know, part of you will be on social media and then part of you will be get your head up looking around and seeing what's in the present, what's in the real here. What about you gals? In the clouds. Um, Yeah. I like, I do think the sun in Taurus, I was just checking something in uh, the fabulous ephemeris, the astrological Bible. Um, Yeah. The sun in Taurus is definitely going to say, you know, connect to your body, connect to nature, connect to the earth, like really get anchored, get tactile again. But it is a sun in Taurus that's kind of ruled by that Venus in Aries. So there is still this desire to keep up a steady pace or to, you know, enjoy things, but maybe on your own terms. Um, so it is, it's an interesting little almost contradiction with the sun in Taurus yeah. and Venus in Aries. It's a good, good point there, Kel. And also mm. too, I sort of 
little bit loath to say, you know, get too comfortable considering where the sun is heading towards for the first time and that it's conjunction with uh, Uranus in Taurus. So, yeah, that cow prod is going to come out real soon and get you, you know, moving along for sure. So, yeah, there's sort of like that feeling of, yeah, like not being, not getting too comfortable or be prepared for maybe some disrupted comfort or a, a surprise or a shock or something that you kind of didn't expect to get out of this particular tour of the sun in Taurus. Yeah. 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 I, know I feel that's as more well. Of a next week's thing, but I just, yeah, it's just that little sort of caveat, I suppose, given the Venus in Aries and then, of course, the Uranus factor that's coming up too. Yep. It's almost like the image of the wheel too. You know, if if you think about the outside of the wheel, it's always spinning. It's always busy and there's a lot of friction. But in the inner wheel, the inner part of the wheel, it's still. So it's mm. like there can be that point and that place of stillness in us that all. That you can find. You know, yeah, like the yeah. eye of the storm, so to speak. Yep. And it's there yeah. and it and it's it's that's why I feel like, you know, those rituals that help give us our inner peace, you know, connecting to those. You know, if you can every morning when you wake up, do a little ten minute meditation before you get out of bed or or before you go to bed. You know, those things that help you connect to that still inner place within yourself mm. will help with all the other stuff um yeah. that is going on. Interesting. And of course, you know, there's gonna be a new house in your birth chart that gets lit up now. Yeah, so a little bit of a shift and a focus change as well. Yeah, and I think that's really a big theme for this week. You know, three of the personal planets mm. are changing signs. Mercury moves into Aries. Venus is going to join Mercury in Aries at the end of the week, and the Sun moves into Taurus. So, always find when we get a number of planets on the move in a relatively short space of time, it does feel like things are just reset or recalibrated. And I, I, I don't know, like when I when I think about what's happening for me at the end of April, I'm a little bit like I'm not really sure because I haven't got there yet. I'm still just Mm. trying to play out all these cycles that are in play or have been in play. Like I'm still running through Mm. the Mercury in Pisces. I'm still running through the sun in Aries. So I'm, you know, I've got a couple of work things that are going to finish um, this weekend because this weekend actually I like totally slipped my mind, but this is actually Christian Easter weekend. So it is a holiday weekend. Oh, yeah, of course. So that full moon is like Good Friday um, yes. going into that long weekend. So to my mind, there's sort of this I've had for a while, just get to Easter and then after that everything's mm. different. You know, you'll have cleared a yes, few exactly. things off your plate. You know, the, these things will be done. Like for us, the renovations are done. The magazine will be done um, for me, you know, because I'm working on the well-being astrology 2020 already um as you guys know so you know a bunch of these things are all due heading into this weekend which means you know the weekend off and then you know net when we get to next week it's like there's it's a whole new ball game out there if you yeah. like astrological yep. i ball agree game. with you there kel i'm in a similar yeah. situation of course being on the well-being project and then you know, get to the other side of Easter and then it will sort of be uh, the downhill slide basically into Norwalk. Yes. You know, prepping for that and travel plans and all sorts of things. So, yeah. 
Yeah. I felt like I should give a a shout out to the magazine since we're talking about it. Oh, yes. Um, So this is the 2019 edition, the Wellbeing Astrology Guide. So it's an annual publication. It does come out of Australia. You can buy hard copies through the website Universal Publishers. Um, It's expensive to ship out of Australia. So I'd recommend you Google Zinio Wellbeing Astrology Guide and you'll be able to find the e-version, which is more affordable. And of course, you don't need shipping. Um, but that's sort of the magazine we're talking about. So, yeah, this is 2019. We're doing 2020 now. Sorry, Leish, you were going to say something else. No, no, I was just going to say, um, A, that I'm glad that my well-being deadline has been and gone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, also the sun in Taurus is just going to love Easter eggs and oh my podcast God, yes. buns and I just didn't even think about all that but all the you know the relaxing and the pleasure stuff that comes with Easter um, you know this is the end of Lent for for the Christians so it's it's really about getting back into enjoying things getting back into the pleasure of life getting back into just connecting with people and being around people you know it's often a family holiday for many people so I'm just imagining you know what that's going to feel like with that flavor and I know it's it's not always it's kind of around that date because it does move depending on that full moon but um yeah just the fact that it's right on that sun in Taurus change it'll be well yeah, that's just that that Easter Saturday you know Get your Easter bunny on, get your head in the Easter egg basket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Easter is quite late this year. It's about as late as it can be. So, usually mm. Easter is a sun in Aries celebration. So, it is a little different to have the sun in Taurus. Like, I think you're right, Leash. Like, the chocolate frenzy, you know, could be a bit cray-cray this year Yeah, with that. And and Venus doesn't like to think about her waistline. <laughs> she just likes the taste on her tongue. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's lifetime on the hips. That's right. right. Oh my god! (laughs) Especially now that we're all in our forties, I'm feeling you girls now. (laughs) Um, I feel like the jig might be up if people thought we weren't. (laughs) Yeah, especially because I'm well into my forties. I'm well into my forties, but anyway. Yeah. All right. So that's, I mean, I feel like it's a bit of a fast and furious week this week, but there's, you know, the planets are changing signs. That's the biggest thing. And there's a full moon. Yeah. 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 So a shift of pace. Easter might be a little bit different if you're having some time off or what have you. Just might have a little bit of a different, more of a restful kind of break perhaps rather than the frantic camping trips, which a lot of people do here or um yeah, it might just be kind of just a rest retreat catch up type of four days off kind of thing yep although camping yeah. would be nice with the sun in taurus it would be really nice to be getting out getting in a national park somewhere back, back to nature yeah yeah it would be nice have you got any plans Leishi? uh actually my husband is going away with my toddler and I am doing the markets with my seven-year-old. So it's oh. going to be mummy, mummy daughter time, which I'm actually really looking forward to. So we're going to work during the days and then go out and do fun stuff in the afternoons and evenings. So yeah, that's a very um, Venus thing to do. It is lovely, yeah. How about you, Kel? Have you got any plans? You know what? I, I sort of feel like I can't even think this far ahead because there's so many things. Like I'm really Before aware of this there. Mercury in Pisces because I've got such a heavy Pisces chart. I've just got an, an abundance of logistical, technical editing things I'm just trying to do. 
Um, I will probably be doing a little bit of, I'm, I know I'm working on the Friday because I totally didn't realize it was Good Friday and scheduled clients and, you know, I've got too much of a, a wait time at the moment. So I'm happy to work Friday. I mean, to have two days off on the weekend is like a miracle for me anyway. So I'll be thrilled about that. Um, I'm not sure, like the sun in Taurus, it should be spring. It should be warm enough to be outside here finally. So if, dare I say, I might actually get into the garden a little bit and, um, Mm. I have this delicious chocolate, this double chocolate mousse cake, weird mashup thing that I make for Easter. It's like the flourless chocolate cake as the base. And then there's a mousse that goes in the top. Oh, wow. And then there's um, mini eggs that go on the top. And it is actually okay. gluten-free. It's not dairy-free and it's not sugar-free, but it is technically gluten-free. Anyway, so there'll be some um, excessive sugar consumption, I'm sure. What about so, you, Kat? Can you share that recipe, please, Kel? And maybe we'll share it with our listeners as well because that sounds amazing. Yes. I've got to find where it came I mean, from, but I will. That addition to the famous uh, flowers chocolate cake sounds really good. Yes. It's from a chocolate. My brother and his partner gave me this chocolate baking book years ago and it, I'm pretty sure the recipe's in there. So I will get it and post it online somewhere. I need to do like a sub channel on my Instagram where I put recipes because I often get asked for my very decadent allergy friendly um, treats. So I need to put them all in one place. Anyway, uh, yes. So that's what I'll be doing. What about you, Cass? I have Easter absolutely no idea. I have no plans. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll have to discuss that um, re child arrangements. But Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it will be any different to any other regular weekend for me. So, Okay. Maybe cool. a little bit of wine time and Netflix and just a bit of a chill out. Um, but, yeah, I'll have a Cadbury cream egg in honour of the water trio. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them in the supermarket recently and there was, I don't know, there was like Cadbury cream eggs, you know, there's like the diffusion lines now. Yes. But yeah. I will probably have one of those in honour of you guys as well. Yeah, we, I must I admit I, <laughs> I had one when they first hit the supermarkets here because, of course, you know, everything Easter comes in as soon as Christmas ends nowadays yeah. and um, not like I remember them. Really? I don't know. They do well, I think because different. my tastes have changed mm. as well. Like I don't eat Cadbury's dairy chocolate much anymore. Sorry, Cadbury's. But, um, yeah, it was just – too sweet and a bit rubbery actually but um yeah, maybe it was old stock maybe. I don't know oh but those times we used to pig out on them were still a lot of fun <laughs> yeah they were yes yes they were so <laughs> that's just one of our little bonding moments for our listeners I think we've already discussed the uh sacred flourless chocolate cake that Cass used to make for us and uh yeah we definitely shared a love of Cadbury cream eggs as well yeah, I don't know why. We, we can't even explain <laughs> why. It's in, it's in the annals it's, of history of the water trio. <laughs> we just kind did. Of like our our totem food, and then like Brittany's our patron saint, our patron <laughs> musical saint. We did that whole oh. musical fantasy episode and did not even <laughs> did mention you? Brittany once, and I don't even know how that I know. happened. I know. Shall we? I, I, shall I, we share? Can, can I tell a story being the, like, sentimental cancerian? Yeah, I mean, just before you do, I, w I do want to say the fact that we hold on to all these little things, that's because we're a water trio and not a fire trio. So we, like, yeah, we yeah. did this once and now we do it all the time. 
<laughs> and it's always around pleasure too. It's <laughs> yeah. This gives me comfort, or this is just yeah. Sorry, Cass, tell oh, your story. When, Go on. So it was um back in two thousand and six. <laughs> Um, we all went up for a weekend away. So at the time, Leishi's parents were living on a beautiful place very close to the beach up on the central coast. And I think um, you were working or had something on. And so we didn't leave, Leishi, so we didn't leave until like the Friday, maybe like fairly late in the evening, like maybe 8 o'clock or oh, something Oh, that was like back that. when I worked. Yeah, that was back when I worked yeah, yeah. 9 to 5. Yeah, 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 exactly. So all I remember is we sort of left in the dark. And so – Kel takes the back seat, falls asleep like yep. a baby instantly. <laughs> Standard. Standard <laughs> and behavior. Me be, and me being, you know, you know, Miss Mercury here, I sort of felt like I had this responsibility to talk to Leishi and keep her awake while she's driving, you know, up the freeway at nighttime. And this was back in the day when those quite large iPods were all the rage and you had to stick them into your car through the cigarette lighter. And I I don't think I'd actually ever held one before. So this was quite a a good, cool thing. And I'm looking through Leishi's iPod trying to figure out how to work it. And I'm like, I don't know any of this music. Like trying to find something (laughs) that I at least kind kind of Would have been Prodigy, Chemical Brothers. I don't, yeah, just this kind of electronic music, which I just don't ever, ever listen to. I'm trying to find maybe something kind of, even if it was a bit of like uh, soft rock, you know, (laughs) soft, you know, like sort of rock and roll type stuff. And anyway, so um, we we found something that we kind I thought that maybe Leash would like. It was on her own iPod after all. And she sticks it in and we start listening to it and, um, then Leash's like, I don't like that. Very Aries mood. And then I was the room go, oh, well, what would you mind like to listen to kind of thing? And then Kelly's laughing her head off in the back seat at the kind of literalness of our um, Libra, Aries, Libra, Libra Aries. mood polarity. <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. Then we would be talking and laughing. Are you still awake, Kel? And then she'd open one eye. Yeah, I'm still awake. Yes. I heard you. <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. So that was the first time we'd sort of all kind of did something like that. But, yeah, it was a great time. So yeah, I mean, and it's the kind point. Of, the point of that story was. Yeah, no, but the point of that story was. Okay, we've got yeah, about we, ninety seconds, so you're going to have to uh, get to the point fast, Brittany. Yeah, so Brittany, you, you take this part, Leishy, if you like. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. It. I don't have the cancer memory banks, but um, I just yeah, we. I think as Kel as we know, likes the soft rock and the John Mayer. Um, and I definitely don't own any heavy metal or death metal or dark metal or whatever. So whatever the technical <laughs> term is. Black. It's all black. Sorry, black metal. So, so all, all we, we had was um, with Britney. I mean, this is what I think is hilarious is that we have such different musical tastes and the crossover point where it all it was intersects Britney. was Britney Spears. <laughs> So then I don't know whether it was that night or the next night, we basically had a Britney dance thon Yes. A that was alcohol-fueled. It was uh, definitely infused by the spirits that we discussed in last week's episode. So that may be more than our listeners really need to know about our obsession with Britney, but we are a sentimental crew uh, and we can't we can't deny that with our, we with can't our literary let these memories go. 
And if ever I'm and out shopping. And we do worship at the altar of Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I go shopping and I might hear toxic or, you know, I don't know, hit me baby one more time, <laughs> whatever it is, right? I just always go back to our water trio times. Like Brittany, and just, yep. just yes. hear that, yep. like the way she sings and all that auto-tune, it just takes me way back. Well, yeah. the way that we the young. auto-tune sings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like the Pitch Perfect. Pitch yeah. Perfect. Was it three when they did that whole acapella toxic? I was just like, oh, my God, I wish the girls were here with me right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing Britney Spears, Sex and the City, you know, that's just so totally us, right? Totally. And our generation. Yeah. Totally. Mm. So. Well, there you uh, go, girls. Yeah. Astro energy, but. Plenty of water trio energy for everybody. So I hope you enjoyed our little uh, reminiscing. Trip down, down musical down, lane, uh, which is perfect for Mercury Neptune. <laughs> yeah, for a full moon week, the sun going into Taurus, like good yes. memories, good vibes, good yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's just something of what you can uh, embody into your own astro week with all of this full moon energy and reflect back and, you know, enjoy some of those happy times. Cool. So good. All right. So does anybody want to, yeah, anything that you want to share with everybody? No, I've got nothing. No. Um, yeah. I don't Just even know. happy Easter. Happy Easter. Enjoy some chocolate. Um, I'm a big fan of red tulip, so if you're in Australia, eat a red tulip egg for me. And, I will, uh, Cal. I'll, I'll take one yeah. for you. Take Can you one guys take team. one for the team? Um, yeah. I'll probably be eating a lint dark chocolate bunny here. But if anybody yes. has any recommendations, I'm really – I was looking the other day online for a really good, you know, like vegan dark chocolate that was maybe a bit more artisan in Canada. There's a lot in the States, but they don't all ship to Canada. Oh. So that's There's a beautiful nice. brand here. doesn't ship out of Australia. What about oh. – um, It's very good, Panna. Like, wait, they make some beautiful, delicious Easter stuff, but they won't ship those out of Australia. Oh, because um, I brought some of those blocks of chocolate to some vegans, um, you know, to give gift at UAC, and they were like, wow, American oh, vegan yeah. chocolate needs to up its game. I was like, oh, Australian okay, vegan chocolate. Well, because the Panna stuff is raw as well, and it is divine. It's literally chocolate that you eat one piece and you're good. So um, if anybody has any vegan chocolate requests, let me know and I'll bring it to Norwalk. <laughs> oh, cool. there's that other really lovely brand that does the the coconut milk chocolates as well. I'll have I'll, I'll give you some to take, Cass. It's really lovely. Oh, uh, with milk with a Y. I think I've tried them. You don't? Oh no, the milk ones yuck. But the yeah. the other ones that there's like a coconut. There's a choc mint and um. A salted caramel that are delish. I okay. want to say well, Coca Bella. Yeah. If, if any listeners have any tips for stuff in Canada, that would be great because Easter will come before Norwalk, basically. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh well, I'll bring okay. I'll bring some some supplies, some Tim Tams and Vegemite and vegan chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Anyone All have right. any announcements? Or I think it's like holiday weekend, so it's rest time. 